Now we ask Brother Frank. Praise and thanks be unto the Lord our God for His grace and faithfulness. Thanks be to Him for the privilege that we can still come together undisturbed. And thanks be unto Him for people whom He could call, who are hearkening unto Him, who are responding to that what He says. And we believe that we in this time belong to those who understood of what it is all about, of what it is about in the kingdom of God. That we by grace received the insight into the plan of salvation of our God. That we do not follow cunningly devised fables or interpretations, but that we have the word of prophecy as a direct orientation. Also today, all are sending greetings, Brother Wallström from Copenhagen, Brother Motika, Brother Daniel, the brethren, the brother from Nairobi, Brother Nyagi, our brother Dr. Mbie, all are sending greetings. We are of course joined with one another and joined in the Lord. Also from all of Europe we have greetings. Then we would like, as we did last night already, we would like to welcome especially our brothers and sisters from Slovakia who made the effort to rent a bus to be here in the meetings. God bless you. For you, in the natural, it's a sacrifice. But tell me, what can be compared with the precious word of God? God said, through the prophet Amos, that he will send a famine for his word, and that people will run from coast to coast to hear the words of God. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. <coughs> we just wanted to emphasize, when people travel 1,600 kilometers, then this is just to be appreciated. And we know it is because of the word of God. Also all from Prague, from the Czech Republic, from all over. God bless from Italy, from Switzerland, from Austria, from France, yes, and friends from African countries and from Belgium and from all over. And from this place we are sending greetings to all in all the world, especially to those who are connected today with us who are listening now and who are watching. Then I'm having a request 
to pass on here. That we on this premises here, that we are taking heed, that all the mothers and all the fathers are watching over their children, and that there's also a certain order in the natural realm, in the house of God, and also on the whole premises, that not one is disturbing the other one, but that there's also outwardly a harmony. The slightest disturbance can already influence the harmony. Then, you all know that God willing, tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning, we will drive to the airport to then fly to Israel, spending the next two weeks there. We will just take greetings with us. We love Israel. We love the people of God. And we will also remember you during this time. We are happy that 52 persons will travel. Please don't be sad, you who remain here. You, of course, can come with us the next time. If the Lord tarries. If the Lord tarries. Now, today, we have a number of things which must be said. We understood that we really arrived in a very serious time and where there is also a huge offer on the religious market with doctrines and interpretations of men. And we are saying this mainly because of all those who are worldwide entrusted with the preaching. Our brethren can judge this the best. Brother Didier and all the brothers who also have a ministry in the various countries. What kind of damage the interpretations within the message have caused how many splits and directions have come up I knew this since many years last week I received four CDs from the USA and its brothers who knew Brother Brenham and all are testifying that he will resurrect, that he will return, that he will have a ministry in the tent, that then the third pull will start, and all that, what has not happened yet, shall then take place. I know these brothers, and it is indeed such a pain that the statements of Brother Brenham are just 
misunderstood and misinterpreted over 80 pages from one single CD which we printed out and now comes the worst not a single time Jesus Christ is mentioned only the prophet and Branham and so forth it is just a catastrophe a condition which one cannot stand except God is merciful to us we believe that the ministry of Brother Branham was finished otherwise God could not take him home that he made certain statements and that he was in great expectation of the things which God would still do this we admit but there is a big difference between the expectation of that what God will do and between the question whether there is a promise for it in the word of God and if there is no promise in the word of God then there will also be no fulfillment and therefore we at this place and for this we will never apologize we at this place we are bound to God and his word but all these brothers be it loud or silent they have two accusations against me the first one is that I do not acknowledge that Revelation 10 has found fulfillment through the ministry of Brother Branham. This is the main accusation that Brother Frank rejects to preach that Revelation 10 was already fulfilled. How can I say that Revelation 10 was fulfilled if the content testifies that it is in the future? And really, the seven trumpet angels are described there and the seven trumpet judgments which will then happen which have nothing to do with the seven church angels which are mentioned in Revelation 2 and 3. It is just about the biblical positioning of all the things, especially in the word of prophecy. I know Brother Brenham was referring to it and alone on this cassette, on this CD, are about 400 quotes from 200 sermons where Brother Brenham, th things are laid into Brother Brenham's mouth and we just have to leave everything as it is. We just have to leave everything up to God 
But so much, let it be said here, only if there is a promise in the word of God, then there's also a fulfillment for it. When a brother comes up and says, Brother Branham told me, you are a pilot and you will fly me with your own plane from city to city. And the same man says, since 36 years, I have this plane. 1977, I hoped that Branham, Branham resurrects. And then he says, but now the time has come. Now I will polish my plane and I will bring everything in order so that when it happens, that things can start. Not with me. Not with me. Not with me. I'm bound to God's word for time and eternity. And God does not to take anything back of that, what he promised. But he has also no responsibility for that what people misunderstood in their imagination and making false hopes to the people. Now just one more remark. Think for one moment now. Brother Brenham saw a tent. He saw that people came into this tent and that extraordinary healings took place. And now this tent vision is connected with that people, all who belong to the bride, they must then come through the tent so that they are changed. Not with me. The Holy Scripture teaches clearly. One could, one could say it teaches very clearly at the return of the Lord the dead in Christ shall rise and that there is no prophet and no apostle necessary anymore. Then the trump of God sounds and the, the voice of the archangel and the Lord himself, the Lord himself will descend. Not a doctrine, not an idea. He himself will descend and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we, who we then are alive in Christ, we shall be changed. For me, it's a great pain. I spent more than 40 years to preach the everlasting gospel, to share the whole counsel of God with mankind. And the result will be a bright church without spot and without wrinkle which was not deceived, not misled and lied to, but which is established in the word of truth, being sanctified therein by grace. The second accusation is, look at his family. To this, I only have to say the following. 
One at least must be so honest and read Job 1 and Job 2. Not Job destroyed himself or his family. Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and made all the destruction. Not Job. And it was not Job who went to his wife and said to her, Curse God and die. It was his wife who came to him and she said, Curse God and die. If we have to walk such difficult ways, then we ask at least for respect before God, who spoke out a commission which cannot be reversed. And I'm not speaking for myself or in my own name. I'm saying this in the name of the Lord. And I'm referring in this to my responsibility for the whole church of the living God in this time. Let us stand up and let us read together a word of God. First Timothy, first Timothy, chapter 6, first Timothy, chapter 6, from verse 13. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou carriest out thy commission without spot, blameless, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords who alone has immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see. To him be honor and power everlasting. Amen. We read from Revelation, Chapter 22, Revelation 22, verse 6 and 7. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. 
I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Also Revelation chapter 1. The first three verses, Revelation 1, 1 to 3, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. <coughs> who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. Heavenly Father, we are looking up to the throne of grace with thankful hearts for your precious and holy word which thou hast left to us. <coughs> we thank thee that you have given us the direct connection to yourself, giving us the access into the Holy of Holies so that you can speak to us through thy word and through revelation. Today we ask you, dear Lord, you who have shed your blood for the bright church, call yourself her out, <coughs> separate her, be thou merciful to all those whom you have ordained from before the foundation of the world to see thy glory. Give us grace to rightly divide your word to abide in the doctrine and not to go beyond the testimony of the scripture, but to remain in it. Great God, to you be the adoration, the praise for everything. We also thank you for that, 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 that the sealed book was opened that we received insight into all the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To you, the Almighty God, be the praise, honor, and glory. 
in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thou art worthy. You may be seated. Now just briefly, coming back to what we touched upon last night, to the past hundred years since the outbreak of the Pentecostal movement, we read it from the magazine Idea Spectrum. We are pointing to it that presently 589 millions are counted which profess to be part of the Pentecostal and Charismatic movement. Our question was, who professes himself to be a part of the Lord? Who professes himself to be part of the word? Who professes himself to be part of the promises which God has given for this time? 1954, the Swiss brother, Leonard Steiner, has written a book about the Pentecostal movement. And he also mentioned Brother Brenham on a few pages. He has, here the, he has put the photograph of Brother Brenham in his book. Brother Brenham went into the history of the Pentecostal movement internationally. This brother Steiner even wrote about on page 106, I'm reading, the great healing movement. Since the year 1946, again a great evangelistic movement came up in North America. And then he writes on, the most renowned among these evangelists is William Brenham. And then he writes on about the year 46 on page 108. Into the year 1946, falls also the meeting with some men 
who in the following time had a similar ministry of deliverance. <coughs> Then Gordon Lindsay is mentioned, A. A. Allen, Velma Gardner, Grant, and who they are, Jeffrey. But now <coughs> comes this good man to the point And he writes about what was told to Brother Brenham on the 7th of May, 1946. He really writes about the commission and about the content of the commission, which was addressed to Brother Brenham on the 7th of May, 1946. Today, we again have a 7th of May, and we thank God, but not only for the commemoration, but for the effect of the ministry in our lives. Be honest, if we would know the date of the birth of our Lord, it would not help us at all. If we would not have experienced the redemption personally, if we would not, if we could not call our own what God has given us. In the same way, it is, it was with all the prophets, with all the apostles. Their commission and sending had only then an effect in our lives if we understood and believed by God's grace that they were men sent from God, of which our Lord says, He who receives you receives me, and whoever hears you, hears me. And so we thank God that we did not hear Brother Brenham, but we heard the Lord God speaking to us through His Word. In the three places of Revelation, we were reading the kernel of which it is actually all about. God always used his servants. And whenever something supernatural happened on earth, it came down from heaven. God always let the heaven come down when promises were given, and especially when promises found their fulfillment. That's how it was in all of the Old Testament. The best example is Abraham. Genesis 18. The Lord himself comes in the shape of a man together with two angels and is visiting Abraham. is sitting at the same table, was eating and drinking with him. 
And then he has given the promise according to the time of life Sarah shall have a son. The Lord came personally. He visited his servant and prophet Abraham when the main promise was given. And we all know Isaac was just a shadow of Christ, the son of Abraham. That's how he's, how he's called in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. And that's how he's called in Ephesians and in Galatians as son of Abraham. In the Old Testament, God in the natural realm already announced what takes place, what would take place in the supernatural realm. And then finally, when the last revelations were given, God sent his angel to show and signify to his servant John what would still come to pass. And here we have the divine order. We have the four Gospels which deal with the birth of our Lord, with his life, his ministry, up to his ascension. And at the end of Luke 24, 48 and 49, our Lord gives the command to the disciples, remain in Jerusalem until ye are endued with the power from on high, because ye shall be my witnesses. Then also, in the book of Acts, chapter 1, in verse 8, but when the time was fulfilled, the heaven opened and the promise which God gave in all of the Old Testament, especially through the prophet Isaiah and then also through the prophet Joel, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Then we have the book of Acts as a pattern. What happens in and through the church when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit takes place? This is then a living church which is in the ministry of the Lord. He the head and we the members. And this has been given to us as a testimony. Firstly, on the day of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, all the people, 16 different nationalities, have heard and understood the things which were said in their own language. And then the great astonishment, are these not all from Galilee? How come 
that each one of us are hearing them in the language in which we were born. Here's the point which I again want to emphasize. God speaks to us in our language. And we are very thankful to God for all the translations. And I tell you also why. So that no misunderstandings can come up, each one hears the original word revealed by the Holy Spirit in their own language. We all know. Also all who can speak several languages, we know how difficult it is to express the same things in the other language. But the Holy Spirit utters everything in each language in the right way. But the revelation, the access, must have been worked in us. We must have received this personal connection to God. Here we have then, as mentioned now, we have firstly the four Gospels, then the book of Acts, with the commission of the church, as it is carried out, and of all what is happening when this commission is being carried out. We see exactly how it was done. The Gospel was preached. And all who believed, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This was the pattern of the early church. And I would like to ask, who is the man who takes himself the right to change the original pattern. This only an antichrist spirit can do. The spirit of Christ leads us into the word of Christ, which dwells richly amongst us. Namely, with the same revelation which was given at the beginning. Just think of it. Think for one moment. If it is the same Holy Spirit who, which was on Peter, on James, on John and Paul and who is today upon us, then we will preach the same things, will believe the same, and will experience the same as it happened then. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What is it about now? It is about the leading back into the original condition. And brothers and sisters, let us say it as it is. We cannot remain in our inherited doctrines and convictions and making out of this place a place of discussion. 
Here we must put off everything and we must let ourselves be taught by God. According to the scripture, they all shall be taught by God. Not a study in the various Bible schools of the different denominations, but being trained in the school of the kingdom of heaven. As our Lord said it of those whom he called himself. You can read it in Matthew 23. Matthew 23. Here it is written from verse 34. Wherefore, behold, I sent unto you prophets and wise men and teachers and some of them ye shall kill and crucify and so forth. So, the Lord has sent. He is even sending today. But this word is written after the seven rebukes over the scribes and over the Pharisees who are classified among the lawless ones in verse 28. And the word lawlessness or iniquity, this we must keep in mind. The Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians 2, he is called the lawless one. As the man of sin who exalts himself above everything what is called God or what is worship. But in the same way, in Matthew 7, all charismatics, all Pentecostals are classified as this man of lawlessness. And this one just must know. Whoever does not submit under the mighty hand of God and remains in the anti-Christian doctrine about Godhead and baptism and so forth, he blasphemes God and God's glory. He blasphemes God and His word. There one can confess with the lips as one likes. It's no good to anyone, at least not on the day when the Lord will make the last reckoning and when also all charismatics will appear before him. What good is it if we read here 589 millions. If 589 millions remain in the doctrine of Rome, in their own ways, and are trampling underfoot what God is doing in this time and what He is speaking to us through His Word, and are calling it a heresy. What is heresy? That what Jesus Christ and the Apostle taught? No. This is the true doctrine of the Scripture. Heresy is what is not in agreement with the Scripture. But listen, 
the judgment of our Lord. Matthew 7, from verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my heavenly Father. What did our Lord say? Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters? And he himself gives the answer, all who are doing the will of my heavenly Father, these are my brothers, these are my sisters. Then he is the firstborn among many brethren. And we also have received the birthright because we were born again unto a living hope. And by this we have the promise of our Lord that he will be with us. Verse 22 Many will say to me in that day Lord, Lord, one Lord would have been enough actually. I think so. One must not say, Lord, Lord. Lord, if one says, then says Jesus Christ afterward, then it would also be good. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many miracles. A wonderful list here. One could be impressed. Great men of God they were. They had large meetings, had much popularity and success. And here's the point. If people believe, then God confirms the word to them. And he's not confirming him who preaches it. People have the right to believe God's word. But they accredited it to themselves. These great men did not accredit the things which took place to God, but to themselves. <coughs> have we not? Have we not? Our answer is God has. God has healed. God has saved. God has blessed. And that's what's all about. Verse 23. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work lawlessness. These gentlemen are placed onto the same step as the lawless one. And there they belong. Because by their doings they confirm the multitudes in their error. And brothers and sisters, I don't know for how long we can still speak about this, but we of course understood it. One can read it in such magazines how also all the Pentecostal movement internationally works together with all the churches, also with the Roman church, on all levels, 
wherever possible, they are working together. Brothers and sisters, I must be careful to say not too much. But one thing should be clear, that the Lord is doing now a calling out, a separation of His people in all the people's nations and tongues. People who respect Him and His word as the final authority, who submit themselves under His mighty hand and who receive His word as the only valid pattern. Putting it into practice by faith and obedience. Let us read from Colossians chapter 1 to give a direct insight into that what the Lord has given to us by His grace. <coughs> and we want to see now where we find ourselves again. Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, one could read on. We thank God for you, who you have taken your stand in the faith. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Content for the faith which was once for all delivered unto the saints. From verse 9, in Colossians 1, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness 
giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Brothers and sisters, the separated church is not a ping-pong ball of the enemy, but the foundation and pillar of the truth, as Paul has written it in 1 Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 15. From the very beginning, God separated light from darkness. And the light he called day, and darkness he called night. And then Paul writes, But ye, beloved brothers, are not in darkness, that this day should overtake you as a thief in the night. No, ye are all the children of the light. I believe that it has become light at evening time, light before the midnight hour breaks forth. God has given us enough light by His grace. He has illuminated unto us the way which we may walk by His grace. Here, in First Thessalonians, in chapter 5, we have, of course, the statement in verse 4. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 4 But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief for ye are all the children of light and the children of the day we are not of the night nor of darkness and so forth so, remaining in the word of truth, so that the inner man is established, and so that the old man is put off. And so, I would like to read from Galatians chapter 5, Galatians 5, and I hope that we all understood that a conversion must be a complete experience with God. As a German poem goes, half redeemed is evil. This does not suffice for the soul. Full salvation teaches our Bible as God's word promises it, as a German poem goes. Not like a faithful mother told her daughter, you can be a believer on Sunday, but please, not during the whole week. Yes. No, be it Sunday or Monday, you can be a believer, but only on Sunday. 
And the whole week through, not. But God gives always grace. A true conversion, regardless of when it takes place, it is forever. Monday, Tuesday, and Sunday, and whenever. So, fully for Jesus. Fully for Jesus. So, let us walk through life as a German poem goes. Believing every word, receiving it, and seeing it fulfilled in our lives. Galatians 5 is an admonition to all of us. Galatians 5, from verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. These two are contrary to one another, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. And now comes the solution of the problem. But if ye be laid of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, witchcraft, seditions, Envy, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So, here we have a mirror into which we can look. And today, at this place, we may experience God's grace, God's forgiveness, God's transforming power. No man needs to go from here today as we have come. Today we can experience everything in the presence of God. A full deliverance, being delivered from everything, of every witchcraft, of every claim which Satan may have on our lives even of seditions, of everything we can be delivered. We are, we are already delivered, but we must receive it by faith. And here we turn to all who we are gathered here today, that we do not examine the other one, but that we ourselves look into the mirror of the word, asking ourselves, how far have I put off the old man? 
And how far did I put on the new man which is created after God's righteousness and holiness? Then it continues from verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. Against such fruits there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and lusts. Here we have the mirror and we understood it, brothers and sisters, that God's grace and God's spirit is also working in us not only to teach us or to give us an overall view by the word of prophecy, but the working of God in us by the power of the blood of the Lamb, by the power of the Word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We were reading it. It's the fruits of the Spirit. It's not fruits which you bring with your own, which I bring with, it, with myself, but which the Spirit of God works in you, in the new life, and by the new life working in you. And by this, the mind and the character of Jesus, of the firstborn among many brethren, is being manifested in all brothers and sisters by His grace. And then, we also do not lay any charge against one another anymore. No accusation anymore. No allegation according to the scripture Romans 8 who shall lay any charge against God's elect Christ is here who justified them he of course rose for our justification and he really did the redemption work so complete that nothing is left. Let me read it to you from Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 Colossians 1 from verse 21 And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled you with himself in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight through the blood of the Lamb, 
through the once for all finished work of redemption on the cross of Calvary. We were reading it. It happened to lead us to God, to reconcile reconcile us with God, to settle all our guilt, to forgive all our sins. The letter of requirements is torn in pieces. We can be happy. We can thank God that He has pardoned us, that He received us, and that He blessed us. In Him, the firstborn, all the firstborn sons and daughters of God are already perfected. And we are just waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. As written in Romans chapter 8, the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. As we heard yesterday, 1 John chapter 3, It does not yet, now we are the children of God, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but when he shall appear, then we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And we will be transformed into his image. You can read it. 1 Corinthians 15, especially verse 43, 45 and 49. Brothers and sisters, let us summarize everything according to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter He had written the first chapter, 2 Peter 1, from verse 3, and this shall start our summary, 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Has he called you? Say Amen. Has he chosen you? Say Amen. Verse 4 Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Has he given them to us? Amen. The most precious. If we say today at this place that we were counted worthy to hear the greatest and most precious and final promises, Brothers and sisters, that of what the prophets were searching in the scriptures, this we see now in 
the fulfillment. Which generation, what a privilege God has given to us to live now. Just imagine, we would only have the remembrance on that, what happened 100 years ago on Azusa Street in Los Angeles. We said it last night, when Mr. William Seymour in April experienced this breakthrough, he was preaching already from the 22nd of February. He was preaching and preaching and preaching and nothing happened. And in the moment when the earthquake happened in San Francisco, then the fear came upon the people and they were coming together by the thousands. And behold, he didn't have to preach for a long time. A whole week in April in the year 1906. Revival the whole day. Revival the whole day. The Holy Ghost fell. People experienced the power of God. I'm asking myself, whether not now, someday, the west coast of America could break away. I don't know. I don't know in which way God will draw the attention of mankind to the message. I don't know. And no one knows. But God knows all things. He knows exactly what He will do or what He will allow to happen so that the people, so to say, get into panic. And after we experienced it, after World War II, everywhere prayer meetings, one could go through every village, everywhere only prayer meetings. But don't ask me what kind of prayer meetings. And then came the blessing. Then came spirit baptisms. Then the power of God was manifested. I don't know what God will use to give the attention to his last message worldwide. But he will do it. And we want to be part of it. And we want to experience the supernatural working of God by His grace. We as believers, we do not have to wait for an earthquake. Because God's word already comes down on us as a hammer which smashes the rocks. We stood firm. We endured the word of God and we let it work in us. We let ourselves be corrected. We let ourselves be taught. We let ourselves be brought back. And now we are waiting to that what God will still do. I'm convinced He who has given us the most precious promises of the whole plan of salvation 
up to the fact that our Lord will return and we will be changed and will be caught up to meet him in the air to be with him forever. That what our brothers were waiting and hoping for for 2,000 years, this we may expect in this time. We, on purpose, we did not refer to the events of our time, but he who knows the Holy Scripture and the word of prophecy and the statements of our Lord, he knows that we arrived at the end of the time of grace and that there are people on earth who are hearing what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. But I have still one word to read and then we will close. When I was thinking about what I'm accused of, then I was thinking on the price of joy. And somehow this scripture sounded in me. I have two concordances and I did not find it. And today, Brother Eugen Danzeisen came into the office. I said, Beloved brother, there is a scripture which speaks about the price of joy. Yes, he says, wait, I will look for it. And after a while, he returned and he said, yes, this is Hebrews 12. And here it's written, Hebrews 12, from verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for obtaining the prize of joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, then joy and thankfulness came up in me. Our Lord, who was so vilified, who was stripped naked, who was spit at, who was beaten and crucified, to whom they said into his face, we are not born in fornication, you are a Samaritan and you have a demon. He who walked such a way for me, shall I resist to be stripped naked, to be crucified with him, to be spit at? To be despised? No. For the price of joy. 
that we the redeemed will be forever with God. Therefore, I will, I want to bear my and his reproach and also the reproach of Brother Brenham until we come from believing unto seeing. It's going to be worthwhile. It's going to be worthwhile. For the price of joy which was set before him, the redemption was finished. The price was paid. Here am I and those whom God has given me. Brothers and sisters, what a gospel, what a wonderful message God has given us. Receive everything by faith and thank God for it. Also we will rejoice with all our hearts in glory. Very soon, oh how nice. The Lord God, may He bless us all. May He be with all of us. And now, we will pray together. We stand up for it. I don't know whether we have some who are going to be baptized. Let me ask first whether brothers and sisters are here who wish to be baptized. Please raise your hands. Yeah. Oh, yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. Thank you. Very nice. Then, after this service, we will have a baptism service. And then you can eat something, and then you can start your journey home. We are now bowing our heads, are opening our hearts. We are in the presence of God. Maybe our two sisters have a fitting song, an invitation to come to the Lord. We ask today, especially all the youth, all those who grew up in believing homes, that the Lord calls you, saves you, giving you the full salvation by grace. That not only mommy and daddy will go into glory, but son and daughter also. Today we are calling everyone. And after this song, we will pray. And the Lord God will give His blessing by His grace. Durch das Blut des Lamms ich von Sünden rein. Die Verdammnis kann mich nicht treffen mehr, drum von Herzen lieb ich den Heiland sehr. Froh und frei werde ich ewig sein, in dem Himmel reicht das mein, komm 
Gange mit, reich mir die Hand, wir zusammen gehen zum Heimatland. Wie ein Pilger zieh ich die Lebensbahn, blick von Sodom weg, sieh nur Himmel an. Vorwärts ziehe ich unter Jubelsang, Gottes Sohn erlöst uns vom Untergang. Froh und frei werde ich ewig sein, in dem Himmel reicht das Mein. Komm, geh mit, reich mir die Hand, wir zusammen gehen zum Heimatland. Jesu Streiter sind wir und führen Krieg, wie das sind und Welt, uns gehört der Sieg. Unser Christenbanner ist Jesu Blut, in den Tod wir gehen mit freudigem Mut. Froh und frei werde ich ewig sein, in dem Himmel reicht das Mein. Komm, geh mit, reich mir die Hand, wir zusammen gehen zum Heimatland. Wenn der Todesschweiß an die Stirn sich legt, wenn das Herz still steht, nicht der Puls mehr schlägt, dann der Bräutkamm reicht mir die Liebeshand, führt mich sicher heim in das Vaterland. Froh und frei, werde ich ewig sein, in dem Himmel reicht das Mein. Komm, geh mit, reich mir die Hand, wir zusammen gehen zum Heimatland. Dann wird freudig stehen, ich vor Gottes Thron werde tragen die Überwinderkron. In den Händen Palmen wird bringen dar, in dem Lame preis er Halleluja. Froh und frei werde ich ewig sein, in dem Himmel reicht das Mein. Komm, geh mit, reich mir die Hand, wir zusammen gehen zum Heimatland. Froh und frei. Happy and free, I will be forever. In the kingdom of heaven which is mine, come and go with me. Give me your hand. Together we will go into the homeland. Amen. Thank you. Let us sing just as I am.
And then we ask those who want to be baptized are coming to the front and also all who want to pray with us here. I have now the question whether you have come to be prayed for or to be baptized. Who has come to be baptized? Let me see your hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Very nice. You who just wish to be prayed for, you'll remain behind. Maybe others are still coming also who want to be prayed for. We are glad that you made your decision really to put off the Babylonian mantle, to leave it behind and to put on the garment of righteousness which was given to us by the blood of the Lamb, by His grace. Beloved brother, do you speak German? Very nice. I don't know whether brother Jacob is here. We were praying for him and we believe that God has touched him and also for all who wish to be prayed for. We are available also after the service and we will pray for each one who wish to be prayed for. But firstly, we will close now with this part. I'm especially glad that you, my precious sister, are also here. May God bless you. Praise and thanks. Precious sister, God bless you. God bless you, brother. God bless you, my beloved. Yes, the believers are the dearest people on earth. And you all dedicated your life to the Lord, precious sister. You speak French. Brother Kupfer will come to translate for you. Hmm. The languages. The languages. So, as we all heard, we were brought back to the biblical pattern. We do not confer with flesh and blood. 
This is our pattern. And we ask you not to discuss with any man. The time of discussions is over. This is the time to believe and to fulfill all scripture in obedience so that all blessings of God can come upon us. Brothers and sisters, I have a question in general. How many expect that God is going to work in a supernatural way? Amen. Amen. Have you seen, Brother Rus? We are in great expectation. We are in great expectation. We have the promise. And before we close, we would like to pass on God's blessings and greetings to all our brothers and sisters in the neighboring countries, the Czech Republic, into Slovakia, to Poland, everywhere, Austria, Switzerland, everywhere. Take greetings with you. Today, we will then, if Brother Rus agrees, we will just call a few brothers from various countries to the front to thank the Lord here because we are internationally gathered under the sound of the word of God. And I want to be permitted to say here today, you of course are not just coming here and have expenses by it. You also support the work of God, which is being done worldwide. And also for this, thanks is given to you. And may God reward it richly. He will do it. The message must be carried into all the world. We have heard it yesterday. God willing, in June, from the 8th to the 15th, meetings in China and we will see in which neighboring countries also some meetings so that we just redeem the time to carry the wonderful message please I ask to understand all the remarks which were made here today to understand them in the right way I'm asking you to understand me in the right way that we give Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, the first place which belongs to Him, that we preach Him, that we can say like Paul, we preach Christ and Him crucified. If we mention Paul or Peter or Brother Brenham, then only because God has used them in His kingdom. And are you not thankful? What good is it if all of the Pentecostal movement can read what was said to Brother Brenham on the 7th of May, 1946, if they all are bypassing it? And today is a meeting with people, with brothers and sisters from all over Europe and other countries who did not bypass it. 
who recognized God's hour and who may have part in that what God is doing right now. Of course, we are against every idolatry, against every cults of men. We are against it. And we will be against it until the end. Only to the one belongs the glory and the praise. And this is the Almighty God. And this for all eternity. You have dedicated your life to the Lord. You are aware what happens by baptism. The covenant of a good conscience with God by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To speak like Peter and to speak with Paul to be buried with Christ and to rise with him unto a new life. Everything by the working of God in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Do this step without doubting in perfect faith that your sins are forgiven, your guilt is covered, the letter of requirements is torn in pieces and should the enemy have made a copy of it and shows it to you, reject it. Reject it. Don't receive it. Because it's written. The letter of requirements is torn in pieces. We are redeemed. We are free. Blessed and praised be the Lord our God. Now, Brother Rus will say a few words of summary to all of us. And then, yeah, please summarize. I think it was enough said and you received everything into your hearts and you are ready to do the step of baptism, you will never regret it because you received eternal life. Even we die, but when we believe on the Lord, we will live. So we are happy that the Lord has given you grace in this last and serious time. I am rejoicing for all of you you found grace in the sight of God. May I give grace. Faithful God, I ask you now, give grace to these brothers and sisters to walk this new, light, new way with you. You alone can help them, Lord. You will be with these brothers and sisters in their new life. You will protect them from all evil. You will be their shepherd. I ask it in your wonderful name of Jesus. And I thank you for everything. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.